technology and acquisition to citizen services and mission execution. A culture shift is underway with federal government leaders increasingly seeking out solutions that disrupt the way business has traditionally been done. Here we connect with those government and industry leaders driving this change and driving the real results in support of their agency mission. This is Keeping IT Brief. I'm being joined today by Colonel Christina Sheets, Program Manager, Program Management Office, the Defense Healthcare Management System Modernization Program, and Raymond OKK, Senior Vice President, Program Manager of Lighthouse for the Defense Health Program. Thank you both for joining me today. Let's start by bringing the familiar up to speed. Could you briefly talk about the genesis of MHS Genesis? What is the Defense Healthcare Management System Modernization, or DIMSUM, the program's mission, and what is MHS Genesis, and what challenges are you collectively trying to address? Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, Our mission was to modernize the electronic health record and combine many of our disparate systems uh, into a singular system. Uh, in our legacy systems, we had many. We had Alta, CHCS, Centris, Paper, Dental, uh, all, all kinds of uh, different systems that providers had to use to execute patient care. And it was really our goal uh, to bring this all into one. Uh, in 2017, we deployed to four uh, initial locations in the Pacific Northwest. And then we took a two-year pause to really establish enterprise standards and decide what our baseline would look like going forward. Uh, in 2019, we started our active, what we call wave deployments. And uh, at that time, uh, we were only deploying the clinical portion of our system. And we had decided that we would wait uh, to deploy the revenue uh, component of the system uh, as it was not fully complete at that time, so we interface to our legacy revenue system. And uh, recently here in the last year, we've deployed the revenue cycle portion of our system to not only uh, the sites that we are currently deploying to, but also back to the enterprise locations. Uh, to date, we have uh, deployed the continental U.S. with the exception of one site, uh, additionally Alaska and Hawaii. We have also deployed to METCOM, the U.S. Coast Guard, and NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, and currently have over 107,000 users on our system. Uh, We also uh, work with the VA. Uh, We are all in one common electronic health record as they deploy uh, their version of the system together. We have a single combined federal baseline, uh, and we share an enclave. Uh, our last uh, U.S. deployment will be with the VA at uh, Lovell Healthcare Facility uh, up in North Chicago. Uh, so we, we've been quite busy, lots of opportunities to enhance the patient care as well as uh, the provider experience in the new record. Excellent. Uh, and, and thanks, thanks, Marianne. You know, it's a pleasure and honor to be joining Colonel Sheets today. 
just really discuss this really important program and how it's really changed in the future of the military and, and veteran healthcare. You know, I'm Raymond Okeke, and I lead the program from the partnership side. You know, we call it LIDAS Partnership for Defense Health. You know, LIDAS is the prime contractor. We work alongside Accenture Federal Services, Oracle Cerner, and Harry Schein. Um, as a partnership with Colonel Sheets and her team to, to, deli- to deliver this MHS Genesis single common electronic healthcare record for the Department of Defense. You know, no, in addition to what Colonel Sheets said, you know, one of the initial challenges was really focused on improving readiness, uh, improving the health of the population through uh, focused prevention and increased resilience, um, reducing the per capita cost for healthcare, and, and finally just providing the highest quality of patient care. And, you know, the successful deployments that we've done so far, as well as the upcoming deployments for, for, for CONUS, um, it's pretty evident that we've been able to achieve um, some of those goals and objectives. Okay, so what were some of the biggest lessons learned over the last eight years, and how do you see that impacting the upcoming WAVE deployments, as well as the program's future? Absolutely, thank you. Yes, with every implementation or deployment, there's obviously always lessons learned, and we actively uh, review those and make sure we bring those improvements forward so that each implementation improves. Some of our early lessons learned were really about enterprise standardization, and we learned that at our first uh, four sites where we uh, deployed, and having a standard workflow, standard configuration uh, helped us train. It helped us deploy, and as well, it found efficiencies in the system. Uh, also around scalability, having uh, this many users on a single system, we must always look at scalability and how everything we do affects it. Also an early lesson learned was around uh, change management, as we know that you know the IT implementation portion is easy compared to change management. And early on, we adopted what we call the pay it forward system where we took users, uh, military members from previously deployed sites, and they would participate in the go live implementation activities uh, previous, during, and and following our implementations to help the users adopt the new system, um, show them best, best practices, and really help them understand how this tool would fit into their daily lives. Also, the command leadership and support was essential making sure that uh, all leadership at all levels were informed and supporting as, as we implemented was another huge win for us. The other lesson learned uh, was around improvements and technology enhancements. We thought in the beginning that we would deploy the system, midway through take uh, a one-year break, insert some technology, and then finish deploying before we inserted any other improvements or enhancements Uh, But what we learned was that we could not wait. Uh, As everyone knows, uh, high-tech items become quickly OBE, uh, regulations change, new things come out, and we learned that we couldn't wait uh, to implement these. So we really needed to have a system that we could deploy as well as enhance simultaneously. And I would say the biggest lesson learned we had was the power of the configuration of our system. Uh, the DOD went to a commercial system so that we could reap the benefits of having an ever-improving system that stayed commercially relevant. Uh, the, the fear was that many of the things that we do that are very DOD-specific would be unachievable in this new system. Uh, that was not the case. 
we worked with our uh, partners, our vendor partners, to come up with different things like mass immunizations, mass readiness, and other items that really support the readiness and mission of the DOD. And, and some of those, uh, such as mass immunizations, were used during COVID as they uh, put this out to their commercial clients. So really, uh, lots of lessons and improvements that we learned together that really benefited not only the DOD, our federal partners, uh, but healthcare in general. Yeah, and I, and I, I do just to add to that, you know, it's definitely been an iterative process over time. And I guess the only additional point I'll make is that, you know, from the program execution standpoint, you know, as we've innovated and automated some of our processes to, to drive efficiency, it's ultimately reduced the cost. And it's, it's really enabled us to add new features and uh, capabilities uh, to the system and ultimately improve the end user experience um, between the patient and, and, and the end user. Okay, so now that the program is entering more of a sustainment posture, could you talk about what enhancements you see as priorities? What the innovation is on the horizon, not just to sustain the current system, but to enhance patient safety and care? Absolutely. Uh, I- I always think when people say sustainment, you know, there, there's kind of this perception of uh, the set it and forget it kind of philosophy. Um, but but it's not static. It's not just keeping the lights on. Uh, it's constantly reevaluating to improve, uh, find efficiencies and optimizations. And as, as we deployed the system, you know, our, our main objective was to get the tool out there in the hands of the end users so that we could start that optimization process. So really looking forward to starting that. And especially in the areas of patient experience, uh, we, we have the tool out there. We have a portal. We have different items uh, where patients interact with their care. Uh, but we really haven't focused on that as much as we need to. So really looking forward to uh, finding ways to make the patient experience more seamless. Uh, harnessing the data is another huge area uh, that we want to leverage. We have a lot of uh, effort that we've put into standardizing data using uh, conventional formats and uh, security features, and we really want to embrace harnessing that data to its fullest potential. We've also worked with building out the system from the core components. Uh, right now, working on telecritical care capability, um, soon to be deployed. Uh, we've implemented a virtual visit portion of, of the record so that the virtual visits are an option, not just coming in for care, And then in line with the DHA director's vision of virtual first, having a digital front door and really looking at other ways for patients to interact in their healthcare and become active participants. Uh, And then additionally, we have the uh, in-country or home station uh, version of uh, MHS Genesis, but looking forward this year to deploying the in-theater, the downrange capability, so that from point of injury to point of care, there's a seamless transition of care and the patient's record. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks, Colonel Sheets. You know, and as we've transitioned or continue to transition into this operational posture, right, we still have much to accomplish and we continue to focus on, you know, the system sustainability and, of course, enhancements. You know, Colonel Sheets mentioned the DHA's uh, priority on virtual first initiatives. You know, so our teams collectively between the government and the partnership, you know, we continue to focus on how we continue to spin in, you know, commercial best practices. You know, what is our big data strategy to help make better, more informed decisions? And what enhancements data analytics and AIML capabilities can, can bring to the table? 
Um, I mentioned to all the partners that we initially had and started a, a partnership with. Well, here in more recent uh, years, as we continue to um, find the best innovative processes and pulling the best commercial best practices and technology into the system, we have added new partners such as 3M and, and Philips, you know, to, to ensure that we are providing the best um, innovative type solutions um, to, the, to the DOD's health system. You know, we're very proud of our accomplishments in the virtual health space, especially with, you know, our MHS uh, Video Connect being instrumental to the overall MHS Genesis uh, solution. You know, we do want to optimize and accelerate usage while at the same time, you know, reduce deficiencies and innovate the system going forward. So in sum, right, now that we are we deployed what is essentially the largest EHR system in the world, how do we further improve health and wellness of both our active um, and retired military and their families? You know, Colonel Sheets and I are, are very focused on what we can do to bring to the table to ensure that the current beneficiaries um, are receiving safe and, and the best health care possible for that, that we can provide to them. Okay, so are other federal customers adopting MHS Genesis as a single integrated EHR, EHR system? And how do you view the EHR landscape over the next five to 10 years? Absolutely. As we, as we discussed earlier, we have uh, several federal partners uh, that have come on board uh, so far uh, as we deployed, and we continue to get others interested in becoming federal partners. So we uh, are confident that we will be onboarding federal partners in the future. Uh, and, and over the next, you know, five to ten years, uh, that to me is the most exciting time, you know, because get, getting the capability out there really is just the beginning. That That is step one. It's an important step, and it's important to get it right. But the possibilities that that opens up for us are, are limitless. Uh, you know, we have the core capability out, and now we have data. We have the ability to improve safety, uh, healthcare recommendations, and really moving to, you know, patient wellness. We focused on care and treatment of disease, but really focusing on the things that make patients well, uh, so they don't become patients, right? They're people, and we focus on their wellness. Uh, and shifting also from, you know, provider focus from the IT to provider care. Uh, our goal is to make the IT invisible so that providers can spend more time with their patients providing care uh, than, than worrying about the system itself. Uh, with that, uh, also goals of building resiliency in the system and uh, more comprehensive support in, in a disconnected state. Our, our current system relies much on the infrastructure and the connectivity um, to you know, the enclave, but in future you know, enhancing those things that allow them to provide more comprehensive care in a disconnected state. And uh, really looking forward to partnering uh, with industry leaders, as uh, Raymond said, you know, we, we keep building out the team and looking to those who do things uh, in their space at, at the top. Uh, so looking to bring that to the DOD and all of our federal partners. Absolutely. I, I do think, you know, the mindset of transforming you know, just the patient experience and healthcare outcomes, you know, using data-driven innovation. I mean, it's exciting, and we're very enthusiastic about the future and how we can um, together work and, and help make those transformations a reality. Uh, thank you. Hey, Colonel Sheets, Mr. OKK, do either of you have anything additional you'd like to add? No, just uh, thank you and appreciate uh, your support. You know, it's always good to get the word out there, and uh, I appreciate uh 
having the opportunity to tell our story. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks a lot for the opportunity. And I think, um, you know, it's, it's exciting what has been accomplished so far, but I think it's even more exciting thinking about the after the possible and just the benefits that our service members and their families are going to get from having this enhanced solution out there. So, so thank you. Thanks for your time today. Thank you both. Thank you for listening. For more episodes, check us out at govforum.io or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And please, subscribe, give us five stars, and share with your friends.